That concludes my address to you guys as parents. Uh, thank you guys for being so attentive. But as you see, we have some new guests who uh, so wonderfully uh, came in just a minute ago. Thank you, children. Young people, we're so happy to have you joining us this morning. I'm going to pull up a chair. Is that all right? I'm going to sit down for this. Now, the Bible passage we've been reading this morning, guys, it envisions kids like you being in a service with all us adults, okay, worshiping with us, hearing about Jesus together, shaking hands and being, giving hugs to one another and that sort of thing. So you're part of God's big family. Did you know that? It's pretty great, right? So because of that, he addresses different members of God's family, the Apostle Paul does in this book we're reading. He addresses first husbands, then he addresses wives, then he turns his attention to you guys as kids. And here's what he says to you guys. Do you want to hear? All right. Here's what he says. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. That, now if you obey your parents, that it may go well with you, and you may live long in the land. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. Paul gives us three reasons here why you should want to obey your parents. Why you, anyone, anyone wake up in the morning and say, I want to obey my parents. Raise your hand. Yeah. Uh, there's three enthusiastic yeses. That's okay. Here's some, that's why I'm going to give you some reasons why you should want to obey your parents. Pa- your parents, your parents are going to take notes uh, to, to talk to you about this later. They have some notes, and they're going to take notes for you. And just because, now you guys are up front, but there are other, there are other teenagers and, and tweens and people who are not sitting on the first row, and they should be listening as well. So hopefully they are. There you are. All right, so three reasons why you should want to obey your parents. Number one, obey your parents because it pleases God. It pleases God. There's another passage where Paul talks about this too. Can you put that up on the screen for us? It's from Colossians chapter 3. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. So who here likes to make their mom and dad smile? Raise your hand. There should be more. Yeah. We all do, right? That's natural. That's natural. We should all want that. Maybe, you, maybe it's when you get a good grade, you know you're going to make them happy, or, or something you've colored on a sheet of paper, or um, maybe when you make your bed, when they don't even ask you to do that, or do anything at all to make them proud. You know it's going to make them smile, right? And that's a wonderful feeling. You get kind of a warm feeling inside. You're, you're proud of yourself. And I don't care how old you, you are, that never stops. I still feel that way about my dad. I want to make him smile. And I think you know what that comes from? Is that you have a heavenly father who loves you even more than your real dad. And he proved that by sending his son to die for you. And by trusting in him, you get to be in his family forever. Isn't that great? So when you trust that God suffered for you and died for you, because you had a big no in your heart called sin, and he died for you for that. Like, man, you're thankful, you're excited, and what happens is you want to please the Father, right? You're like, man, thank you, God, for including me in your family and sending Jesus to die for me. You want to please him. What Paul tells us here is the most obvious way to please God, to bring a smile to his face, is actually when we obey our parents, our earthly father and our earthly mother. So that's a wonderful way to bring a smile to our heavenly father's face, so by obeying your parents. Isn't that great? Here's the second reason. Obey your parents because it's right. It's the right, it's right to live under authority. I'll explain what that means. But who here thinks sometimes, you sometimes think your life would be better 
if you got to do what you want to do all the time? Who thinks your life would be better if you got to do whatever you wanted to do all the time? Raise your hand if you sometimes feel that way. It's okay. Raise your hand. I feel that way sometimes. Trust me. Yeah, that's fair. I don't see other kids out there saying that. Yeah, thank you, Marius. I, I hear you, buddy. What's an example of something you really like to do, like, a lot? Can you guys give me an example? Yes. TV. TV. Thank you, Oscar. TV all the time. Absolutely. Do you have one, too? What, what color? Color all the time. That sounds wonderful, right? That's wonderful. The Bible says that this might feel good for a little bit, but in the end, it never turns out to be as good as we hoped. In fact, we might even hurt others or ourselves. For example, Oscar, I like watching TV too sometimes, especially this time. You do too, Kayla? Me, when basketball's on this time of year, I love it. I love watching TV. You do, oh, you do watching TV. Do you like basketball? Oh, thanks for saying yes. That was a tentative yes. I think you're just trying to make me happy. But, but I like that too. But in the end, if we keep watching and we keep watching, doesn't it kind of make you feel like an empty feeling sometimes afterwards? Like, oh, man. Yeah, that's honest, Oscar. Thank you. That's what the Bible says happens. And what's interesting is the Bible also says that we're more free when we're under authority. When our parents say, set limits for us and say, actually, too much of this is a bad thing. In Psalm 119, it says this. The psalmist says, I walk in freedom, or I will walk in freedom, for I devoted myself to your commandments. God has designed us to live under authority, under even commandments. That actually brings us freedom. Now, the greatest authority is God, Right? And by saying yes to his commands, we're actually more free. But the next and most important authority in your life is your parents. And by obeying them, you actually experience more freedom. That might sound crazy, right? But let me give you an example. Have any of you guys ever owned a fish? Raise your hand for me if you owned a fish. Okay. You owned a fish? What was your fish's name? Pearl. Pearl. Is Pearl still alive? Okay, wonderful. Okay. Okay. So, no, no, let's, that, that, I just wanted one example. Thank you. Thank you, Oscar. That's wonderful. So, Mason and Gage, my, my children, Mason and Gage, Gage is in range, you know, Gage, they, they have owned a fish too. And one day that fish decided he wanted to be free. You, you know what he did? What do you think he did? Yes. You're right. He jumped out of the fishbowl. He jumped out of the fishbowl. Do you think he was a free fish after that? No. No, what was he? He was a dead fish. That's right. He was a dead fish. Pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. I'm sorry if that makes some of you sad, by the way. I realize that. But God, God designed us to live in parameters, to have authority. When we, li- when we try to live without authority and always just do whatever we want, it's like a fish jumping out of his bowl. We think we're going to be free. All of a sudden, we're just flopping around. Yeah, I'm free, but really we're flopping around, aren't we? Yeah, which is very sad. Well, as you get older... You're going to have opportunity to obey other authorities, right? Government, your boss, your pastors and leaders. If you don't learn to say yes to authority now, believe me, it's going to become more and more difficult later. I know that from experience. I didn't always obey authority when I was a kid. Here's the good news. So God has designed our family in a wonderful way. Mommies and daddies who love you enough to give you rules, to bless you when you obey them, and punish you when you don't. And children who obey even when it's hard sometimes. And you know, oh, that's good. That'll be good for me. And that leads to our third point, okay? Our third reason to obey your mom and dad is obey your parents for your own good. Did you read that in verses 2 and 3 again? Look at that. If you honor your mother and father, 
That's the first commandment with a promise. And the promise is that things will go well with you and you'll live long in the land. So what do you think it means to honor your parents? What, what does it mean to honor your parents? Okay, obey them, be kind, do what they say. What else might it mean? Does it mean more than obeying sometimes? I think it sometimes means to, to treat our parents like they really matter, like with love and respect. And when we do that, there's a promise. It's the first commandment in the whole law that comes with a specific promise from God, a reward. Things will go well with you. God will actually help your life work out better. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to help your life work out perfectly, but overall better than if you choose not to obey. Now, I want parents to hear this. Parents, notice the Bible doesn't say children should obey for your sake. Parents should obey for their sake, right? Things might go well with them. So I want to demonstrate how your life might go better by obeying your parents with a concept I once learned about called the circle of blessing. Okay, so kids, when you honor your mom and dad, you get to stay in the circle of blessing. God gives life, safety, and generally good things there. So what I've done is I've made a circle on the stage up here. All right, and I'm going to ask every child in single file and calmly to walk up the stage and stand in this circle. Do you want to do that with me? All right, come up on the stage, and you get to stand in this big circle. Parents and everyone else, you can see this. Every child can come forward now. And I'm going to need, as you guys come up, I'm going to need two volunteers. Two volunteers who don't mind helping out Pastor Ryan. I need one kind of older volunteer, if that's okay. Sam? You, young man, what's your name? John. Okay. Poor John. Everyone else gets to stay in the circle, don't worry. So you're going to do a little play for me, okay? Because I don't want to use your real name. We're going to look at what the circle of blessing looks like in real life. Your name's going to be Larry. That sound right? You could, you could be a Larry. John, you're going to be Tim, okay? Now, Larry doesn't like his math class. No, good acting. All right, for some reason, it just seems too hard for him to do all that work. So every day he comes home from school, his parents make him do his math homework before he gets to play video games. I know. Good acting. Let's let them go to the front so everybody can see them. There you go. There you go. This is wonderful acting, Sam. All right. One Tuesday after school, his friend Tim, what's up, Tim? Come say hi. He wants to come over to play for a few hours. Now, is Larry still in the circle of blessing? Of course. Nothing wrong with asking a friend over. But he remembers he's got to do his homework first. But he really wants, Larry really wants Tim to help him beat the new level of a video game. So his parents might, they might let him save his math homework to do after dinner. But t- Larry doesn't want to take that chance. So he decides to leave his math homework at school on purpose and pretend that the teacher didn't give him any homework. So when he gets back to his house, he looks his dad in the face and he lies about it. I'll be your dad. Pretend. My teacher never gave me any math homework. Okay. All right. That's great. And by the way, that was not Sam's real dad. He would not be like that. I love you, Carl. Uh, okay. Now, at this point, is, is Sam in the circle anymore? No, he is outside of the circle. He is outside of the circle. What do you think might happen next because he's outside of the circle of God's blessing in his life? What are some things that could happen to him? What are some consequences that could happen? Anybody know? Um, um, yes. Go to your room. Go to your room. He could get punished. So, so here's what this feels like. Come on, we have a, someone to dish out punishment. Come on, Mason. No punishment. 
Give him a little room first. Okay. Oh, no. Look at that. No blessing. No blessing. All right. What else could happen? Yes. Um, he, awesome. could have, he could have no video games for a month. He could get grounded. That hurt. Look at that. Oh, no. Oh, no. What else could happen? Yes. No skate park for five weeks. Here's some other examples. Uh, he could get a bad grade on his report card. That's a natural consequence. He, he might not be able to get into a good college someday. These are getting real serious. He, if he doesn't know his math, he, he'll always over-tip at restaurants. Terrible. And it could become, like, his lying could become something he... Okay, Barry, one more, one more second. You know, it could also become, his lying could become a habit that he never stops. And he tells white lies. So you notice he's getting, every time bad things happen, what's happening? What's happening to Larry? Yeah, he's feeling the consequence over there, isn't he? Now, now, how could he have shown obedience in this situation? He comes home, he wants to play video games. How could he have shown obedience? Um, doing homework. Doing homework is the simplest one. What else could he have done? Um, yes. Sorry, parents, for lying to you. He could have apologized right away, couldn't he have? What else? Um, he could have done his homework, but after that, he could have done some other nice things to show to show that he meant he was sorry instead of just telling words. To right. Um, Very good. Very good. So, so, Larry, come back into the circle of blessing. So, kids, I say all this to say... That God will bless you if you obey. He's got a great promise for you. Things generally, life generally goes better. But if your parents ask you to do something, it's important I say this. If your parents ever ask you to do something that's really wrong, or if they are hurting you at any time, you shouldn't obey then. You should tell Pastor Ryan or Pastor Brett or one of your children's church leaders, okay? All right. You guys all hear that? All right, let me pray for us, and then we're going to go. Jesus, thank you so much for the special time with both parents and kids today. We ask help for every parent in here, especially for dads, you'd help them, but every parent be a self-sacrificial, pioneer kind of leader of their family, that they would engage with their kids in, in, a, in a way of, with a mixture of encouragement and accountability and teaching them about Jesus along the way through life, just like you did, Jesus, with your disciples. Father, for these kids, thank you for the gift they are to their families. I pray that you would help them see how blessed they are staying in the circle of blessing when they obey their parents. We thank you for the way you've designed families, God. And that as a family, we want to be each individual families that show off the love of Jesus to, to show that we are different because, Jesus, of what you've done in our lives. It's in your name we pray. Amen.